Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Cream Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen. Hope everybody's doing well out there. We have made it to the end of another week. Yeah, we're going to be calling this uh, podcast the Starfield Part 2 podcast because last week we had a lot of Starfield news. This week, this is the release of the game. Both uh, David and myself have played it. Uh, we have lots of thoughts. Uh, we also have some suggestions for those of you who haven't gotten into it or who are just waiting for the weekend. So uh, strap in, stay stay for that. That is going to be part of our long discussion. Uh, before we get into any of that, let's get into some of our headlines and what we're going to be talking about for uh, news this week. So we have Minecraft uh, kind of coming out with some rather depressing news if you were an Xbox uh, Series X or S uh, user. Uh, we also have some uh, news about uh, a big OneDrive event uh, coming in October. So it's going to be following the the big hardware event, we, we believe, that will be happening in September. We have Cameo and LG working on delivering uh, apps to Chrome OS Flex devices because uh, they're traders. Uh, we have Microsoft talking about Outlook single code base uh, in a new video. It's a very long video, but it's informative and kind of shows... Uh, why they're deciding to flip the switch on the mail app in Windows 10 and 11 to become the Outlook app now, despite how frustrating it can be for all of us. Microsoft uh, Outlook will also uh, be allowing uh, us to send larger file sizes so that 20 megabyte uh, limit that we've all been enduring for the past decade, it's about to be expanded. Finally. And then we, we talked, yeah, finally, we'll be talking about Milo's photos offering a new way to declutter digital memories because I mean, heaven forbid anybody looks at their phone and goes through all the photos they've taken, but never put anywhere. So uh, we're finally going to get some help with that. Um, let's get into our first headline, shall we? Let's do it. Um, I'm going to jump right on that Minecraft thing, kind of get the negative stuff here out of the way. Just rip the bandaid off. Yep, let's, let's just jump right in and get a little messy with this one. Um, if you're hoping to get the Minecraft update for your Xbox Series X or your Xbox Series S and get a native version, well, sorry, that's not happening right now. Basically what we have here, the hopes have now been squashed by Microsoft, and this was according to Eurogamer, that there is no such version of Minecraft forthcoming. Given the number of platforms and geographies in the Minecraft, in which Minecraft is available, we periodically go through rating reviews and updates of various regional boards. The recent rating does not indicate that any new form of Minecraft platform support is needed in the future. So while we did get a little bit of a teasing of ray tracing support for Minecraft early in the year, it does give you some idea of what a potential Xbox Series X or Series S game could look like. I know Minecraft is very popular. All the little ones in my family are Minecraft addicts. So this is a little surprising to me that we're not getting a native version for the Series X, Series S platforms. Yeah, it's a bit of a head scratcher because, again, these are for a company that is lacking exclusives. You have a hit on your hands. You had a hit on your hands for quite a while. You think you'd want to capitalize on it. But, uh, you know, given the telemetry, the, the, the amount of resources, developer focus, maybe they are all just focusing on new features in in-game versus creating something, you know, backtracking and just rehashing 
uh, a version for uh, the consoles. So uh, I don't know specifically why they wouldn't want to do this. I mean, given their response is still kind of vague, but you know, there's you can still play it on those consoles. So it isn't like they're taking anything away. We're just not getting anything better. Well, I, I know that at least my family members and you know my cousins nieces and nephews they're all minecraft players i'm kind of the one guy in the family that does not like it interestingly they're tablet players oh there you go you know so i don't know if the audience maybe is you know in the numbers that they mentioned they're seeing that the audience is bigger on the ipad and android or you know and maybe the xbox numbers don't fit whatever threshold they're looking for that is astute because we don't know. We do know that it's trailing behind the Switch, trailing behind PlayStation, and perhaps tra- even trailing behind PC. So uh, to your point, maybe the numbers just don't bear out to to dedicate something like that to such a small would-be audience. Uh, going on to our next headline, uh, we have uh, an event, October 3rd. Uh, it's not in person. Uh, it is a virtual event. It's dubbed the Future of File Management. That's what Microsoft's calling this one. Then it'll be happening on October 3rd at about 1 p.m. Uh, via Teams Live event platform. So uh, you will need to have Teams if you want to be a part of this. Uh, you can attend. Uh, you will have to get an invite, I believe, uh, which you can register or register for it uh, online. Uh, it'll be the first-hand look at OneDrive's enhancements that include faster file access, better organization, and improved security, among other things. So this is going to be the rollout, perhaps, of all of the cool OneDrive UI and feature enhancements we've been teased over the past, I don't know, three, four months since build or whatever. This We've seen screenshots of this new OneDrive that's supposed to be uh, you know, a web-based version of an, of an extension of your file explorer, essentially. Uh, the new OneDrive Focus, uh, it's not being billed as an all-hands experience, but more kind of catering to IT as, and partners and the general Microsoft 365 enthusiasts, uh, because again, these are going to be enterprise features that they were going to be uh, highlighting. Uh, I believe earlier this week, we had two other headlines, two other you know news-breaking stories, which were a boost in transitional phases for storage management evolution, uh, which means that uh, the way that they evaluate photos in OneDrive will essentially count twice against you, even though they're going to be bumping the amount of storage they give you. It, it all washes out in the end. They're basically going to say if you essentially have one terabyte of photos uh, because of the way that they are doing file management in photos, those photos will be larger in size, but they will be giving you more storage to cope with that. Um, there's another thing that they're going to be doing. I believe uh, one of the headlines was an AI-fed co-pilot platform for OneDrive, uh, which will offer stronger suggestion support uh, and searches. So uh, searching for files should be a little more intelligible uh, with this new AI version. Uh, and also, uh, I guess, copying prompts as well and saving that data as well. So if you've searched for a specific type of file or specific type of uh, document over and over again, you know, the next time you go to search, it'll probably pair up other content that you have in your OneDrive with that as suggestions. Like, okay, you keep looking at your PowerPoint for uh, last year's, you know, marketing research, a deep dive that you did. Would you like this Excel uh, for all the numbers for last year as well to go along with it? And we can probably put it into your uh, PowerPoint as well. So these are some cool things uh, that we believe will be shown off on October 3rd. 
So like I said, keep your calendar open for that. It'll be following the September 21st uh, event, which we believe will be a Surface event, uh, Surface hardware event, which will probably have some hints of Windows 11, perhaps even Windows 12 as well. Uh, and then they'll follow up with some uh, OneDrive stuff. I'm finally happy to see this OneDrive stuff. I mean, for me, I've got, you know, I've got a Google Drive, which I'm sure a lot of other people do. I've got a OneDrive. I've got, you know, the free, you know, Dropbox account that was given out years ago to try to entice people to get into this cloud storage. But I've always felt like there's this battle right now between local storage and cloud storage because when you get that cloud storage you're paying for that monthly bill and i've always felt like you're just renting storage space that i could go buy and own one time and and have the storage because we don't have the extra features that you mentioned uh, at the enterprise level for sharing documents for collaborating for having ai for having copilot in there sure we can go in and share a basic document with somebody we can co-edit in microsoft 365 and that's nice but like you said when you open up file explorer and try to manipulate your onedrive i've always felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect there that I had to go to the web version to get what I wanted or vice versa. I had to go to the desktop to easily copy that file back and forth between OneDrive and my PC. So I'm glad to see that they're enhancing the features, kind of giving it a refresh and maybe we can, everybody can start taking a different look at this um, cloud storage thing and getting more bang for your buck. Yeah, um, I mean, we've seen all the work that they've done with File Explorer in Windows. Uh, imagine if they were able to, in a future way, rip that out and replace it with the web version of mm -hmm. uh, uh, OneDrive, and that'd be your file storage solution that can be transferred across devices, uh, specifically mobile and desktop, or just from desktop to desktop. You, you move from a Windows PC to a Mac and you have OneDrive as part of the Finder, uh, then you've you've lost nothing, uh, and and the way you manage things doesn't change. So, uh, you know, let's hope work. Let's hope that they're working towards that. What's the that's next? Kinda what, that's kind of what they're yeah. doing with Outlook. So, you know, with the exactly. the whole one Outlook thing. So maybe we can get it extended. We'll see. We are hoping for so we're hoping for that. What do you got All for right. us? Let's see. Let's let's kind of stay on the business enterprise wavelength for just a minute. We've got a company called Cameo, and LG are working together to deliver apps to those devices that we don't talk about a whole lot, Chrome OS Flex devices. Now, this kind of goes along with the collaboration of things, which is kind of the reason I chose it for a headline for today. It allows you or businesses to take LG, a specific list of LG hardware, put the Cameo software on the device, on your Chrome OS Flex device, and then you have access to all of your apps, whether they're Linux, Windows, I think you can even stream Mac, and you can have everything there on one device and your IT team is able to manage it all in one place. To me, 
this is cool because I see so many businesses out there where we can do this on a Mac, we can do this on Windows, we can do this on Linux, but we want to give our employees one device, be able to manage it, and have access to all of that. And the nice thing about Chrome OS Flex, if you've, if you've never used it, Chrome OS Flex allows you to install Chrome OS on virtually any device. Now, I know we're talking about just LG here, but you can repurpose older machines and install Chrome OS Flex, kind of give new life to those. So maybe this is an inexpensive way for small businesses to jump in and be able to give their employees that cohesive experience. I think this is pretty cool. Uh, definitely cool. I, I've always envisioned Chrome Chrome OS uh, Flex uh, as the zombie OS that basically infects one and brings it back to life. It reinvigorates it uh, to uh, from what it was from the Celestial self. So uh, again, like you said, uh, just for people who want to save money in general, if, even if you're not uh, deploying this at fleet or at scale, if you were just someone who has a six, seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-old PC, and you're, you're saying to yourself, I do most of my work on my phone, but it would be nice to have a modern uh, operating system on this piece of hardware that I occasionally go to. Try out Chrome OS Flex for that uh, and see if you enjoy it. It's good for next, that. I've, I've got a, so. um, a laptop to my left here that's about seven years old that I had more than deprecated off and just happened to throw Chrome OS Flex on it when we published this this week just to see what would happen. And it really gave it new life and it's very much a usable machine. Awesome. Uh, hopefully it'll be able to use our next part of our headline, which is Microsoft's Outlook now allows sending larger files through email via Microsoft 365 roadmap. Uh, so we're going to be, yes. Uh, like I said, we have been sitting on a 20 megabyte maximum limit for Outlook attachments and files uh, for quite some time. And the solution has been, uh, workaround a solution has been to send out links. Uh, and, you know, I'm always a bit weary about links because you, you know, they give you the option to link just the file or link the entire dot, you know, folder. And you're like, well, I don't want them to have access to the folder. I just want them to have this piece of information specifically without a, a, a link for, you know, all eternity or whatnot. Uh, it seems like uh, with this update or at least this feature, which is ID 156100 is set to be rolled out actually this month. Uh, so, uh, you guys should start seeing, uh, the, this larger, uh, file size limit. I don't know what the exact, uh, bump has been to, but we do know that it will be, uh, expanded, uh, Outlook users who often need to share large files will welcome the new feature. Uh, like I said, the roadmap was this part of the, uh, update was added to the roadmap on August 2nd, but again, began rolling out today. Uh, for those of you who uh have start sending stuff you know maybe your super large gif files or videos or you know embargoes or ndas or anything like that please uh let us know in the comments uh what you've maxed out at because again i don't know uh what the size uh, limitation would be um but start testing it today well i'm gonna throw a caveat in this there's a catch that only uh, maybe only our technical people would understand if you're using an older email address or somebody out there that's still using the old pop smtp 
the old-fashioned email is what I call it. That's not the Office 365, the Google Workspace, the Gmail. I think part of the reason we've had the 20 meg limit is 20 meg was the limit of SMTP and POP3 back in the day. There was a hard limit there because those servers, that's all they could handle. And I think that's kind of what has taken the time to push this forward because at least with what I see every day, we're seeing less and less people use the old fashioned standard email account where you can now have a platform on the back end to handle these large attachments and process these files. Because I know I sent something to somebody today that was a 30 meg PDF file. I sent it, it bounced right back. And I said, why? And it said the limit, you know, on that was like 25 meg. I look it up. This person was still using standard email access. So, you know, we had to find another way to share that file. We shared that file with OneDrive. So I think as we're seeing more people go to the Microsoft Outlook and the Gmails, we can lift these limits where we can actually use our email for this stuff. Yes, uh, and I need to clarify something. I actually uh, went straight to the roadmap to get more details on the file size. Again, they're not listed, but the way that this works is actually more akin to what I just said earlier. What you, uh, instead of being bounced back, like you said, you will now get a prompt that says, hey, would you like to download this file to OneDrive? And I think you will be in options okay. to share the file from OneDrive to people. So your email won't uh, go back, you know, be bounced back to you saying, hey, this is too large to send. In general, to just say, hey, would you like to store this somewhere that offers larger file size? And then you get, uh, you know, a myriad of options on, on the ways to share that file. So uh, it's still sort of the similar situation we had before, but instead of just uh shutting down the email from going out you will now be able to uh save it somewhere else and then uh, distribute it how you would like to i might need to refresh a little bit of what i said then since she found that information because google, unfortunately google drive and google workspace have been doing this for a while when you hit their magical internal limit it'll automatically create the link and ask you do you want to send it so nice to see microsoft I hate to kind of revert, but catching up a little bit on that one. Yeah. What's our, our next headline? Let's see. We have going to talk about photos for a minute. If you need yet another place to store your photos, that guess what is cloud-based. We have a company called, I'm going to pronounce this, Malio that offers a way for you to declutter your photos with the new Malio Photo version 24. Basically, long story short, reminds me of Google Photos, except Malio says they do not scrape your data. They do not have access to your data. The big deal about this is privacy, privacy, privacy. It is cloud independent. They're not using a Google Cloud on the back end, a Azure Cloud on the back end. They have their own and you can go in and you can control the metadata that's put on these photos. You can create your albums, your photos, your libraries, and you can share these as you see fit. You can offer access to certain people to delete, add, or remove photos. Nothing is web indexed. <clears throat> oh. 
excuse me and you can now do that later this month things will start at 9.99 a month or 99 dollars per year so if you want to pay for some photo sharing to have a few extra features and not have google or microsoft or apple or whoever you're using scraping your data there's an opportunity for you pretty cool little product take that flicker um <laughs> our next headline is that's an old one exactly uh microsoft's talking about uh outlook's new single code base in a new video the video is about 37 minutes long uh we have we're joined by robert Nowitzki and marjorie clinton uh, and they sit the two of them sit and just talk about uh outlook for windows uh the the app that is basically merging everything uh here are some key points from the video if you don't want to sit through the whole 37 minutes which i do suggest uh you do because it's very informative microsoft is investing in a new outlook for windows to address client fragmentation challenges and deliver more agile customer customizable experience uh the new outlook for windows will be based on the web code based uh but will also have the feel of a native client which i think they're working towards uh, and the new outlook for windows will be more customizable than the classic outlook with options to change the ribbon density and layout uh, again they're basically trying to modernize uh the you know uh, native client for outlook uh for windows which is heavy um takes sure. up a lot of resources takes up a lot of space it caches a lot of things uh and uh off often offers more features, different features, than you get on um, your tablet or on the Android or iOS version. I think they're trying to, uh, you know, strike a balance between all of those by offering 75% of the features that you get from the native client, but 100% of the flexibility you get from a web-based one, where, like, you, like we mentioned earlier, that you can jump from any device and still get the same exact uh, look and feel in the same way that you move and navigate uh things within outlook uh so again if you move from mac os to windows or vice versa or to you know you're using a chromebook your uh one your outlook will be exactly the same uh, same thing as if you move to uh your pc or from your pc to your smartphone and you have things that are flagged you have things that are labeled you have things that are scheduled you have uh rules all those things are all carried over through every device and i think that's uh the benefit of the new cloud base or one uh, uh, code base. Uh, the downside is we're going to go through bumps right now while they work on that. This is something that they should have hashed or been working on for the past 10 years. Yes. They've always come out with different clients and said, oh, this is their new version, but they've never actually addressed the big elephant in the room, which is the uh, you know exchange version or the dedicated uh, heavy duty office app. They've always just brought out additional companion apps to that one. This one seems like they're working to I don't know, uh, deconstruct that one and give us as much as they can while modernizing it. I'm going to say something real short and sweet here. Please don't screw this up, Microsoft. This is this is one of those things that, you know, I have battled for the last 10 years and even with our review units and testing things. When you've got the desktop client there, you expect to sign into the desktop client on another device and your thing, simple things, your rules copy over, your folder structures and those rules copy over. And I'm okay with a different set of features on my iPad, on my tablet, on my mobile device, but come on Microsoft, just the basic 
functionality of workflow should be the same on all devices. Please fix it. We've been asking for years. Don't screw it up. And with that being said, I think they just dropped the ball. I think I heard them drop the ball as you finish that <laughs> sentence. So we'll see what they come out with in the next update. Uh, with that being said, let's get into our final discussion, which is Starfield. For those of you who have been waiting patiently, we appreciate it. Now you yeah. shall be rewarded. Uh, some of the headlines that we've gotten over the week for or that are regarding Starfield, one of them is being, uh, I think it was in an interview, uh, the lack of vehicles. For those of you who haven't played Starfield yet, uh, you get a spaceship. Uh, you are given one, uh, gifted one by uh, someone that you meet early on in the story. You can go on to get other spaceships, uh, which I tried to commandeer one and killed myself. We'll get into that story in a second. Uh, you can build out your spaceship, but it is spaceship based. Uh, once you're on the planet, though, you're walking. Uh, so get your, you know, get your step counter in. Uh, you're walking basically everywhere. And I think someone interviewed uh, Bethesda's Todd Howard about that. And he said that this is by design uh, for now. So there's an asterisk there. We don't know, uh, I believe off mic, David and I were talking about DLCs and, you know, uh, just, you know, roadmaps for features, things like that. So perhaps down the line, maybe six months from now, even a year, they will start to introduce uh, terrain based vehicles that will allow you to go from spot to spot a lot faster. But uh, as of now, you are walking most of the planet and it could take forever. You could stumble across fun, interesting things, or you could walk for miles and not see anything. So uh, that's one of the headlines. Uh, Another headline we have is that the WNBA teamed up with uh, Xbox teams to basically paint the court uh, as a Starfield uh, homage, essentially. And cool. it was really cool. Yeah. This is the second year that they've done this at the Barclays Center. Uh, I believe last year they did Roblox, uh, or the year, I guess the first time they did their Roblox. Uh, it's the New York Liberty. Uh, if you're interested in seeing the game, it happened uh, yesterday. Uh, so if you can find it anywhere, maybe on a Hulu or if you have some sports subscription uh, via YouTube or Amazon Prime, you can go back and check out the court. Uh, it's really cool. You know, they use the uh, key colors of uh, the blue, yellow, orange and red uh, with the Starfield logo in the center. Uh, it's just fun, nice marketing that Microsoft tends to get right on these kinds of things, even though even if the games don't tend to be as great as they could be. But it's just, again, a stark contrast to the marketing uh, partnerships we saw with Redfall, which were zero. It seemed, it felt like. Uh, what, do you want to read another headline that we got, or do you just want to get into... Oh, I think our other one was about the uh, 1 million concurrent players. Yep. We've got um, Phil Spencer hit the Twitters, the X's, whatever you'd like to call it, and says, Starfield has been played concurrently by 1 million people. So... We're, what, two days in from the official public launch outside of pre-orders and their early accesses. So if we're seeing a million concurrent people, I think this, like we were talking about off, off mic, I think this is a good sign for where the game is, the future of the game. And, you know, long story short, I think the future is bright for Starfield. Yeah, we should also note that uh, there were several ways to get into it. You could have, like you said, pre-ordered. Uh, you can buy the game when it came out. You can also just play it on Game Pass. So that's, you know, even though yes. I think our Game Pass numbers are hovering around 30 million or something like that, uh, you know, people who have the time uh, to sit down and play this game, they all were able to just kind of jump onto it uh, starting September 6th. And so uh, hopefully we'll see those numbers stay at that peak uh, because it is a very interesting game. But uh, to, your, to our point off, off mic uh we'll see where we're at uh 
when other games because right now we're kind of in the dog days of gaming we'll see what happens when uh the next call of duty comes out in a few months or when uh people are drawn to maybe spider-man i believe is uh next month so we'll see that uh the other thing that we have is basically our general discussion uh we want to start off by telling everybody just the minimum specs if you're ready to like i said get into this game this weekend you will need uh windows 10 as your oldest operating system so for those of you on windows 8 stop it you're only hurting yourself uh and windows 7 people don't even look at me uh you will also need uh the processor obviously an intel uh core i7 will be the uh, your your minimum spec essentially for that if you want to run it at any type of decent frame rate and not crash your system or an amd ryzen uh, 5 series uh you'll need a 16 gigabytes of memory you'll need it uh graphics wise you'll need an amd radeon uh, rx 5700 or an nvidia geforce 1070 ti minimum again uh, those of you who minimum. create your own systems have at it you know boost as much as you can uh you obviously need a network internet connection this game cannot be played uh offline unfortunately you'll need a minimum 125 gigabytes of disk space on either your xbox or your pc you'll need DirectX version 12. uh and additional notes is you'll need a uh, solid state storage drive in order to run this off of so you won't be able to put it on an external i believe and um old cheap external and run it off that i think you might still be able to run it off an ssd an external ssd as long as the, the read write speeds are fast enough i'll throw one thing in there in my testing with the pc version that i figured out um with the ssd required i know if you get a lot of pre-built machines and sometimes when we build our own we like to take and put a spinning drive in for our storage drive i could not play the game off of a spinning drive inside of a desktop pc it had to be 100 percent ssd and I can say from, we've got some gaming PCs in for review from Lenovo that I have been playing this on. And those vary in spec. I can tell you with Starfield PC, you can get the 4K resolution. You can get that awesome in all experience. But kind of like what you mentioned in the headline above, the Bethesda has been asked, why is the game not optimized for PC? And they came back very sternly and said, it is. If it doesn't run on your PC, sorry, maybe you need to consider buying a new one or upgrading your existing because they're saying Starfield is part of what's going to push us to that next step. I can tell you in my experience, Starfield loves hardware. I have done it on a 4070 Lenovo with an i7. I have done it on an AMD. I have done it on a Lenovo laptop with an i9. And it also ran well, but it loves those hardware resources for the best experience. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, I think they said it was over a thousand planets you can visit. So it's an expensive game that will require a lot of resources. The last bit of minimum spec requirements is that uh, you have a 64-bit processing processor and operating system, or an operating system that runs on that. So you 32-bit people, you should have died out six years ago. But if you're still around, find your 64-bit friends or family and play on their system. That's the last bit of hardware news. Uh, we also have some tips uh, that you can go read this at our write up um, 
on our website and on Microsoft.com. But we'll give it to you here because you've sat and waited long enough. Uh, for those, again, those of you getting ready to get into it, uh, get in the habit of heart saving your game uh, because you never know what's going to happen out there. Uh, I have died more times than there are hours in the day so far in this game. Uh, and heart saving can uh, prevent you from losing, like I said, those miles that you've walked to get from spot to spot. Uh, the other thing we suggest is scanning everything uh, because there are resources, uh, minerals, uh, weapons, money, things like that lying everywhere. There are, there are people who have, some people have colonized planets uh, before you got there and they've left a ton of stuff behind. So get in the habit of walking around and scanning as much as you can because you'd be surprised what you can pick up. Now, with that being said, uh, you do carry all of that on you. Unfortunately, you have a robot friend that you can give some stuff to, but not a lot. So keep that in mind. The further out you get from your spaceship, the more stuff you collect. There is no quick real way, no real quick way to unload any of that stuff. So you have to keep that in mind, especially if you get chased by aliens, because uh, they have no sympathy and they run faster than you most more, more often than not. Um, the next thing we want you guys to do is rest often. Uh, there are depending on the there are certain ways you can build out your character. And there are certain benefits uh, some of these options have as far as, you know, being uh, uh, accessible to space, like your body is just more, it, it, uh, I guess, what do you say, uh, ingest and, and, and exhales uh, carbon differently, things like that, based on the way you divide, design your character. Uh, so if you want to... I guess be at your top whenever anything's about to happen rest often that is, that is a suggestion so try not to out outpace yourself don't run long distances or anything like that especially if you pick an alien race that isn't native to certain planets or being in space uh so just keep that in mind uh the next thing we have is uh to remember your map favorite weapons and items uh because you're going to want to get to those quickly i i've died several times trying to switch from uh my uh what is it mineral what is that gun the, the the mining gun yes to an actual gun i i've tried to shoot aliens with a mining gun and they've looked at me and and, and then angrily and then eaten me so make sure that you map your weapons uh and map your favorite items like health you're gonna need your health you need it a lot uh make sure that it's handy within the uh, uh directional pad i think it's the, where you map all that kind of stuff Put your companion to work for you, which, like I said, uh, you have a companion. He's not R2D2. He's kind of like a mix between R2 and uh, and uh, my God, what was the other one's name? Uh, C3PO. He he ha he's anthropomorphic, so to speak, but he's very short. Uh, but you know, he does translations. He does a lot of stuff. He can carry things. So, uh, and you know, you can often talk to him. So when you're out there on a on a planet all by yourself and you've been walking for about two hours and need someone to talk to, make use of that. Don't go stir crazy. Uh, the last thing is don't be afraid to explore, but don't forget the main story either. Uh, I've already forgotten the main story, so I haven't even followed my own advice on this one. Uh, there is a lot to do. Uh, for those, I think people mentioned to you that, you know, after the 10th hour starts to get good. I think that's because they've been doing side missions. They've been doing a lot of other extra stuff um, to, to get to where they're at in the 10th hour. And then they probably got back to the story and said, oh, this is great because uh, I've done that. I, I've, I've already veered far off from that. How's your experience been for the game? I'm just now getting getting into it. Good. I didn't get um, as much time this week. I'm still within that first ten to twelve hour period. 
for me, I agree with what I've seen so far. It's been a slow start, but I can feel that I'm at that point where it's starting to get, you know, the intensity starting to build, the curiosity is starting to build. I haven't um, shot myself out of a, uh, I believe you said you shot yourself out of a plane window or something. I'm not, I'm yeah, not no, I, I attempted to hijack a spaceship. Uh, and when I got on board, I took my helmet off, which was mistake number one. Uh, and then I, I attempted to assassinate the crew and shot out one of the windows, and we all died. <laughs> you can't breathe in space, ladies and gentlemen. I, at least it's realistic. Very much so. Uh, the other thing I've seen, and this might have been uh, a bug, which, you know, we're going to talk about the, the state the game has been released in, which has you know, been phenomenal. Uh, but I had my robot interrogate somebody, or at least interrogate with me, and they've ended up brutalizing the person I was interrogating. I, I didn't ask <laughs> them to. They just outright punched the person because they thought they were lying. So these are some of the quirks and fun things you can get into that take up half an hour, hours on end that are part of the main mission. And like we said, it is just Bethesda has done a great job here of yeah. uh, of melding some things that they already know and offer some new things. Uh, I think the main uh, takeaway from this game is that it's felt a lot like a Fallout game in space. But the other main takeaway is that it's much more polished than Fallout has been. It's much more polished than any Bethesda game has been uh, in any recent release that we know of, at least in the last decade or so. Uh, a lot of people were expecting bugs. Uh, I think you and I talked off, off mic about this being a game full of potential initially, and but full of bugs, kind of like a cyberpunk, kind of like a No Man's Sky. Uh, and these, again, not to say that those games haven't gotten much better and, and been, you know, given even awards since the release, uh, you know, in the state that Cyberpunk came out, it was laughable. People said, hey, you know, you had 10 years to do this and you guys dropped the ball big time and there's no way you're never recover. And now we're getting DLCs with Idris Elba in, in the in the gameplay. And, you know, people are saying that, you know, all the things that you can do now have just been much more enhanced because of the dedication and work that those developers have put in over the last year and a half. Uh, we expected that. I, I did personally expected that from this game. I thought, you know, there were going to be a lot of elements just from watching the gameplay over the last two and a half years of releases that was going to be great. But it's Bethesda, and I felt like they were going to drop the ball. So far, they haven't. Uh, again, the game has, I think, garnered about a 7.8 a average on a lot of things. There are a lot of uh, menu selection options, travel things that people are frustrated with right now. Uh, and we'll see if they address that uh, in the coming months. But as far as just the gameplay itself, uh, and the elements of like, you know, building out your character, uh, being able to start off the game with a mortgage. I don't know why people would want to, but you can start off with a mortgage. You can also start off by being, uh, I think it's family oriented where you send money back to your folks. I think it's 2% of everything that you gather, but it gives you an option to have a home base. Uh, I chose to be a gangster, so I have no home, which is why I tried to steal ships. But there is just so much you could do in this game that has very little to do with the story already and the story itself is still engaging as well they get they start you right off the bat with a really cool uh you know you're being hunted so to speak kind of vibe to it uh and you know the character creation is great uh and they do this parenting mode thing where like based on what you created for your character they create parents that resemble the mixture of those two so uh for those of you who do have families uh that's kind of a cool thing if a first i think uh I, I've been really enamored with the game. I'll be playing it more this weekend. Uh, I've gotten, you know, a little bit beyond the 10 hours, I think, like you have, but not very, not by much. And I've already found so much uh, engaging with it. Now, uh, we, we haven't said off, Michael, you play an Xbox PC? 
I play actually both. I play uh, mostly most of my hours have been logged on the Xbox, but there have been occasions where I've grabbed my uh, Surface Laptop Studio and kicked it up on that, uh, either uh, natively or through uh, xCloud. How did that work on the studio? Not to get people too far off the off the subject here. That that's last year's model, so that's a 3060. Yes. How did that do for you? It was actually or it, decent. Or is it a 3050? It's a 30. That is a good question. I think it's 3060. Let me double check. Yeah, but it played well. I mean, my my frame rates were about uh, anywhere between 40 and 60 most times, depending on the level of atmospheric like uh, elements or whatnot um but yeah i mean i i got a, a pretty solid uh 40 frame 40 frames i think um not the 60 and i think they said it mostly at 30 so it was actually punching above its weight uh it is a dun, da, da, da. 40 60. 3060, 4060, 60, sorry. 30, okay. okay. So, so yeah. that's, so just to give people some idea, that's last year's NVIDIA card. This year's the 40 series. That's last year's. There was the 3050 that was the 4 gig card. The 3060 in laptops was the 6 gig card, kind of considered the first real gaming card. I think the 3050 was used for lightweight gaming or video editing so if you're getting those specs on a 3060 that's that's pretty good yeah and like i said uh i played it uh both uh natively with you know take, with it taking up 128 25 gigs of my device and through xcloud and even through xcloud it was actually pretty good i mean i got some artifacting obviously as my uh wi-fi you know kind of throttled at some points but uh it was still very playable and easy access i mean it was easy to kind of just spin up the game and continue where I left off, which is always the key. Well, I'll tell you, just to throw this out there, I've not seen anybody try this yet in any post I've seen online. You you brought up cloud gaming, and that's something we have discussed over the past few weeks, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's, well, you know, it's, it, it's good points, it's bad points, whether, you know, some people are questioning, is, is it viable at this point? I'm going to pick up a Chromebook this weekend that I have, and plug in an xbox controller and we'll see monday and maybe in next week's pod how well it did on a chromebook with some cloud gaming that would be you know something that people can starfield's the type of game that cloud gaming should be for because it's not a twitch based first person shooter and maybe if it works well you can cloud game on your ipad your tablets your 4g's your 5g's and enjoy it anywhere I mean, that is true, but I have gotten into some shootouts where it, you know, we have stuff blowing up, uh, we have spaceships taking off, uh, we have machines that are just destroying things. So it, it can get Call of Duty esque ish, or I guess, you know, I guess a, a better uh, scenario would be like if you were to play, like, I don't know, The Division or something like that in first person mode. Oh, and that's the other thing the game isn't just first person. You can, you can change your view to over the shoulder or uh a third person third third part third person view so uh you you aren't just stuck in first person mode so i uh, hit that like i don't know with the select whatever the select button would be on an xbox controller and it'll change your view so i got to 
used to playing over the shoulder just because I wanted to see what my character looked like, the one that I created as they walked and did stuff. So uh, again, just some minor things that might help improve your gameplay. Folks, I'm going to say this. There's a lot to explore. There's a lot of opportunities. It's not a linear game where, you know, you kind of know the beginning and you're, you've got to, everybody's working their way to the, to the same ending. And I think this is a, not a new way of thinking because we've had games like this before, but I think this is the refreshed way of thinking with more opportunities than we've had before and some of those opportunities will get you know turned back to bethesda about what they want to do with the game there's talk of you know possibly allowing mods for you know our players to mod things there has been the question of how will the xbox handle mods so if we go down that mod route that's something to mention but i will say in my experience the game is worth the effort in the Xbox Series S people. I saw another podcaster this week say, well, my Xbox Series S is my Call of Duty box and my Starfield box. That's all it does because that's the only, you know, it's full of storage. It's worth the 125 gigs. Yeah, uh, and I'll put a button on this last part of the conversation. It, this is just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's a very good beginning for Bethesda, one of the better ones they've had in a long time. But uh, for those of you who are frustrated with it early on, or those of you who had early access codes and have already finished it, uh, I we you know as we said last week, we expect this to be sort of like your Fortnite slash uh, Grand Theft Auto, where this this is the base platform of the game, and it will be expanded upon in the coming months and years. This isn't just, we put this game out we and this is the finished product and you won't, you, you have to get a new title four or five years from now. I do believe that they will continue working on this. Uh, this is again, the base platform of the game. They, they will maybe add an online component. Uh, they may just add more ships, more customization, more stories, more deals, more deals, stories through DLCs, more features as far as guns, aliens, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's only been 72 hours, and so far it's been a fun 72 hours for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It has, and I hope um, I'm going to jump in this weekend and see how far I can get. Cool. And we'll see how this ends up. Yeah, before we close out, we just want to also talk about our hardware section because we love to review things and we have tons yes, of hardware. Uh, I know that you are still reviewing a lot of Lenovo stuff. Uh, I have a lot of actually Samsung stuff. I just got uh the tab s how do you guys see that tab s nine plus um reviewing the phones which i should have my final review on those uh up next week uh so you'll be surprised on, on which folding phone i actually prefer um i will also be reviewing the uh, dell touch 24 which is again we mentioned the uh, surface laptop uh, type competitor i have a new mic uh that i'm in a new uh boom arm that i'm testing out for our recording purposes uh and i th think that might be it for this week what do you got i'll be getting the x1 carbon review up that's a lenovo laptop that nice. is by far one of my favorite now let me let me classify this my favorite business laptops that lenovo has produced 
that that so far has been one of my favorites of 2023. Um, I will also be putting out the Lenovo Legion 5i desktop review. You'll probably see that the end of the week, the following week, which would be the week of the 17th. So you'll see that one. That one has been very interesting to me, and I don't want to spoil the review, but that's a little bit of a different gaming desktop than what your Alienwares, your MSIs put out. It's got its pros and cons, and the way I look at it is, if you're an adult gamer like Kareem and myself, even though we may not always act our age at times, if you're an adult gamer, this might be the desktop for you, and I'll explain that in the um, review. That'll be an interesting read, I think, for a lot of folks. It's not going to be your typical, okay, I need a pre-built, go buy it off the shelf. I think there's reasons you buy the Lenovo desktop. There are a couple reasons that you don't buy the Lenovo gaming desktop, but I don't think they're going to be deal breakers for anybody. Uh, thank you. Uh, we also want to thank you guys for sticking with us all the way through to this podcast. Where can people find you at? David PHA one nine seven eight on Twitter X, whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, you can find me at Mind Hit One on the same spots. Uh, you can also find me at Cream uh, Anderson on Threads. Uh, we want to say go out and enjoy your weekend. If that happens to be touching grass and being outdoors and enjoying family and friends and all that kind of fun, go do that. If it's going to be shacking up and becoming uh, a hobbit indoors playing you know starfield all day do that as well you know do what makes you guys feel best uh, uh whatever it is enjoy that weekend have a good weekend folks we'll see you next week bye